Well, welcome everybody to the 25-minute coaching podcast. It's this new series I've created, and the whole idea behind it is to talk to individual agents um, and take seemingly complex uh, issues or big challenges and obstacles, or it might be just you've hit the ceiling of your potential and you don't can't seem to be able to break through it and solve that within 25 minutes and on top of that also create a blueprint so that you can double your income. So I'm really uh, excited um, today because I have April Almeida on the line. How are you doing, April? Good, good, Glenn. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Can you just tell us a little bit about you, like how long you've been in the business, where you work, um, sure. who you work for, and just tell us, just give our listeners a little background about you. Sure. Thanks for having me. Um, my name is April Almeida. I am a real estate agent here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Um, I'm getting into my sixth year, um, and uh, I guess. Uh, Anybody who's looking in this area can reach out to me um, at uh, aprilalmeida.com or um, my number is 289-260-4300. I am with Keller Williams Complete here in Hamilton, uh, just joined, just moved in here to this brokerage and um, I serve residential and um, as of the last two years, I'm very focused as well in, uh, in uh, residential investment as well. So um, I love the business. I love serving my clients and I'm here to, you know, kind of boost things a bit. All right. Well, that was perfect, April. And can you just maybe spell your name or your um, email sure. just so people on the phone can kind of, if they were trying to write it down, can reach out to you by email if they want. Sure, sure. It's April Almeida, A-P-R-I-L-A-L-M-E-I-D-A.com. Um, my email is basically my name, April Almeida at gmail.com. Perfect. Thanks. Okay. So what's the biggest challenge and obstacle that you're facing right now um, in your real estate career? For me right now, I, I'm in a, a growth pattern. So it's, 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 um, it's a good place. I, I'm definitely building the business. It's doing good. I have consistency in buyers and in, in uh, investment buyers as well. So that aspect is fantastic. Um, my lead follow-up is very quick. Um, but listings, uh, garnering new listings and, and, and getting more, um, well, not necessarily more. I, 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 at this level, I've got a young family, so managing too many is, is not, uh, you know, on my on my map right now. But just getting more regularly, consistency with getting listings is, is for me, frustrating. Okay. So um, tell me a bit more about that. Is it just like do you go when you have like no listings for a period of months or you just have one in a month and then sometimes you get overwhelmed and you have five in a month or like what – just tell me a bit more about that. Um, well, this year I've, I've – um, like I had a good, very good spring. I actually – and I started the year well with one out of the right out of the box in January, so that was great. Um, May, I had about five in one month. And then I, I don't go longer than a month without one, a month or, you know, six weeks sort of thing. Um, but, you know, I, I would ideally, I would love to have, you know, two to three a month all the time. That's my, my mini goal right now moving into the new year. But I find, you know, even just going that month, you know, currently it, it's I can I can manage, you know, because generally the month or two before I've had, you know, multiples. That's great. But I, I don't know if it's just a, a mindset thing that if I don't have consistent every month that I'm not doing well. Um, but, uh, you know, I've, I'm kind of up and down, but but it doesn't go too long. It used to. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm a little more consistent now where it is growing, but I'd like to take that, you know, much higher. 
Okay. Well, one of the the, the great things, and I, I know I talked about this in my book, um, is this really cool concept called um, how to get four additional transactions from every new listing you take, right? Because mm-hmm. I always find that whenever you get on a roll in real estate, it's usually because you've taken a listing or you're working with a buyer who referred you to somebody else who then referred you to someone else. And then as you get busier, you'll start to watch that deals just start to kind of fall on your lap. Mm-hmm. And then when you're not busy or you go into a slump, it's the the opposite kind of happens where it's like almost everything you start to you touch it like it it kind of turns to crap, right? It's the weirdest <laughs> thing, and I don't know why mm-hmm. it works that way in real estate, but it's just yeah. been my experience. So I always think that one of the best solutions for this is just to kind of slow down the listing process in order to speed up the amount of leads that you're going to get um, for every listing you take. So an example would be um, before you put the listing out is to put a sign up on the the lawn with the coming soon banner on it, which, you know, other people have done, but they missed the important piece, which is um, info boxes. Do you know what the info boxes are, April? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so it's like the white plastic boxes and yeah. you know, there are other see-through or you can hang them on the bottom. And they used to be really popular about 15 years ago and then they just stopped. But what we've noticed now is that the research is showing us that 88% of buyers of listings will drive by the, the listing because they found it on the internet or their agents um, sent it to them prior to actually coming and seeing the property. So whether it's before you're, you're, it's kind of what we call the pre-marketing, a week or two of pre-marketing. So it's not on the internet. They're not going to find it there. But even when it is listed, a lot of them will just go on realtor.ca and then do a drive-by. And so what I want to try to do is capture them um, when they're driving by. And the easiest way to do that is to have an info box that basically has all of the details of the listing. Like it includes the price, the details, the fine details. And then on the back, you put some offer. Um, And the simplest offer I've seen is you could put, um, you know, um, if you're looking for homes in this area, I'm happy to send you like a free list of the top 10 best homes in this area. No cost, no obligation. And what it does is it just gives people, you know, because what agents try to do is they play this, tricky game with with the public where they'll put you know they'll put all the information but they'll omit the price because they want them to call them and i'm just kind of mm-hmm. like can we get past that that sounds like 1980 to me it's just <laughs> like people want information and people will do most of their research by themselves and the mm-hmm. the way you the, if you can position yourself in the marketplace that you're the provider of information and there's no gimmicks then people will tend to work more with realtors like that than I got to call you, you call me, and it's almost like this duel and, you know, or you'll see some training classes out there say when someone calls um, and asks what the price is, ask them what price range they're looking in. And I'm like, oh, God, just stop it, you know, just answer their questions. So if we can kind of slow down the marketing and put like the coming soon sign on the lawn with the info box, and then um, before the listing comes out, um, I always like to um, deliver 25 flyers either side of the house and 50 across the street and invite everyone to a sneak peek agent's open house. Have you ever tried that before? No, I haven't. Oh, it is so it much fun. <laughs> and it depends on the area you're working in. but Because um, sometimes you'll get as many. I've had as many as 80 people show up at that. And oh I've had goodness. as few as two. 
Um, it really depends on how tightly connected the neighborhood is. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes harder on a busy street, um, but if you're in a good neighborhood, you'll tend to get a lot more people. And so it's just a little postcard. Um, I tend to deliver them on the Monday, and you just kind of knock on the door. Um, and if they're home, you just invite them to um, a sneak peek. Um, neighbors only wine and cheese on Thursday night before the listing goes out on the Friday. Hmm. And what I've found is, um, like on the postcard, it, it's it's really easy. But you just go, you're invited, um, you know, to the sneak peek open house. We often find that neighbors have friends and family looking in the neighborhood, and here's your chance to beat other hmm. agents and other buyers to the home. So please come by Thursday from seven to nine p.m. Um, for wine and cheese. And it's awesome. Like, you will find out everything. And I, I love doing it in areas that I, I, like, I know most of the areas now. But if I don't know a neighborhood, it's fantastic because people tell you, like, I'll go, what do you like about this neighborhood? And people are like, oh, I love the schools. And I was like, oh, which school? And they tell you. So now you kind of, like, learn what the good schools are. <laughs> like, mm, you can kind yeah. of learn Excellent. the whole background. But it actually turns out to be a bit of a kitchen party. And um, if you can bring, you need four bottles of white, four bottles of red, a case of water, the cheese platter. So it's about $150. And then what I like to do is have my laptop um, and um, a projector or just an iPad um, where people can search MLS by themselves and I'll show them how to do it. And I just find it's a great way for people to come in and they're checking out the house and they, they're checking you out. And you really get to kind of build some momentum on the listing before it actually goes out to the market. Great. What a great idea. Awesome. Yeah. And then when it goes on the market, you allow showings, you know, on Thursday or sorry, on the Friday, you do your weekend open houses. Um, I also like um, weeknight open houses. Most people don't do them. Um, mm -hmm. But a lot of people are busy on weekends. And I find that from five to eight um, during the week, if it's an empty house and you're, they'll let you do it, um, you're going to get a lot of people stopping by because um, weekends where we traditionally hold them open, some people are just too busy. Like they're doing groceries and shopping and their yeah. kids' sports and kids' activities and visiting family and stuff like that. So, great, great. so what we're trying to build actually is almost like this idea that every listing we take, there's seven really easy transactions that you can get from it. Okay. Okay. So if you want to get a pen, um, you can write these ones down. But the, the okay. first easiest transaction that you can get is you could find a buyer for the property. Right? Mm -hmm. yep. um, you know, they could come through the open house, through the sneak peek, through internet lead generation, Facebook pages, whatever, but you can find a buyer. Right. The second is they come to that house, but they don't like that property. So you find a buyer for a, another property. So that's two easy transactions. Yeah. The next one would be, if you do a great job on that street, is to get another listing on the street because you've met most of the neighbors um, who came through your sneak peek open house. So you get another mm -hmm. listing on the street. Or if you're doing open houses on the weekend um, and people come a little bit f further from just being off the street, you can get another listing in the neighborhood. So there's mm -hmm. four kind of super easy transactions, right? Yeah. The fifth one is, well, you can find a, a home for the seller because they usually have to move somewhere. Mm-hmm. The sixth would be you could get a referral from the seller because you did such a great job on their property. And the seventh is if you do find the buyer that you could get the backup property for that um, for that person. 
So, so those are seven really simple um, transactions that if you start to focus on them next year, you're going to watch how many more transactions you actually get because now you've got a scorecard. You can mm-hmm. put it up on your wall and you go, okay, my goal here is every new listing I get, I get three more transactions. Hmm. Awesome. Definitely doable, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy, right? Because yeah. you control it. Yes. And the biggest challenge I find is a lot of agents will list a property. They don't do any of this. It goes on MLS. And then right out of the blue the next day, they get an offer on the property. And yeah. so I'll meet them in my office. They'll tell me they've just listed a place. The next day I see them, an offer's come in, and they said, oh, I sold it. And, you know, there's part of me I'm really happy, like I'm delighted for them because they've got a transaction. But I want to seriously kick them in the shins because <laughs> you just blew it, right? You don't Missed have anything it. on your shelf. Yeah, that's true. And we've had in Hamilton a fantastic, fantastic market consistent. So, yes, I completely see where, where had I been implementing this already, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's so cool because if you – and I'd always get people to hold off on offers for like a week, you know. And, you know, some people say, oh, well, Glenn, this isn't an area for offers. This isn't, you know, where you hold back multiples. And I'm like – you know, all the research seems to show that the seller gets the most money for their house between day six and day eight of the mm-hmm. listing period because it's been out long enough, it's been circulated, you got enough showings. And and uh, so, yeah, we do get bully offers or sometimes you can sell in the first day. But I always think that the seller, although they might be happy because, you know, they've got young kids and they don't want their house on the market anymore, and I totally get that. And if that's what they want, yeah. then you got to work for your seller. But yes. I'm sure most of them kind of privately sit there and go, I wonder if we could have got more money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And we do hear that. <laughs> Yeah, obviously we do. That's fair. Yeah. So I think the longer if we can kind of like set it up in such a way that it's like, okay, a week or two to pre-market it, then we do the sneak peek, then we have the public open houses, we allow all the showings and we hold off offers till the following Wednesday or Thursday. To me, it's become the winning recipe. Um, And I can... I can't tell you the amount of people I've coached that the moment they actually started doing that, they started getting three additional transactions. And I think for you, um, if you're getting a listing in one month or sometimes you have three listings, like once you get to five, this is a little bit difficult for you to do. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) You don't get the time, right? That's true. But what if you knew for sure that if you could average two listings every month and that was going to generate between three and six more additional deals for you, how would that, what would that do for you and what would you think would be your next big challenge that you'd have to deal with? Uh, well, in, in thinking day to day, you know, and getting that amount daily, obviously it would be branching out and getting some help or, or um you know, I guess expanding myself into a team aspect, I think, and I've I've thought about that, but definitely, um, definitely getting getting assistance to maintain that consistency, and that would be fantastic. That's that's you know sort of the the goal, absolutely. Yeah, because I think that the whole transition for most agents and the game they want to play is they they usually start you know we start as rugged individualists, right? And it's like I'm going to do everything. Um, but then they find that, you know what, there's parts of the transaction that they're so good at, like whether it be getting listings or getting offers accepted or removing conditions and negotiating, that's mm-hmm. really what the consumers are paying us the big money for. Mm-hmm. It's not the putting the lockbox on, 
doing the feature sheets, doing all the sure. other, you know, 150 things that have to get done every time you, <laughs> yeah. you list the property. So um, I think as you start to progress through this next year and you start going, wow, every listing is just keeping me, it's like I'm just getting busier and busier. Um, it's not a bad problem to have, you know. Some no, people are like, no, oh, my God, know. yeah, no, I'm freaked no. out. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it happily. No, no, I've got, I've got... <laughs> That would be lovely, and I definitely foresee it, and I've you know read up on on you know pr- planning for that. So absolutely, that's 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 the end goal, I think, here, and at least at this stage, um, to build up to that and, and beyond. So absolutely. Yeah, and a great kind of exercise to do too is if you were to kind of on a sheet of paper almost write down, um, you know, everything that has to get done on every time that you list a property, just like lay it all out, almost like as okay. a like on a sheet of paper. And then mm-hmm. put an asterisk next to the stuff that you love to do, that, that's your unique ability that you're really good at, and mm. you do it better than anyone else. So what parts are you really good at better than anyone else? And what parts, and then what you do is you circle the rest of it, and that becomes the job description for the assistant you're going to hire um, to take over all that part of your business. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Wow, that's that's I had n- would have not thought of that, but that's brilliant. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what are the maybe six to eight things that you're super unique at that you love doing every time you get a listing? Oh goodness, uh, oh, I gotta think through now. Um, oh goodness, well, I mean, my interaction with my clients, obviously, my my regular and and you know, kind of mapping it out for them, the process and and getting them comfortable with the process, kind of that, that pre, that's my sort of pre-marketing thing. Um, that's great. I, I hate paperwork. <laughs> I hate yeah. the whole having to get in there and submit everything to the office, make sure everything's together properly. Um, uh, you know, photos, not fun, <laughs> but I do yeah. the marketing aspect. I do like, and, and, and for me, even the, just the interaction with people and, and, and uh, follow up and, and, the face-to-face and whatnot, that's sort of my, at least that's where my skill is. That's where all my testimonials will come back or all, oh, she was wonderful. She made us feel comfortable. We knew everything that was going to happen. We were, even when things got bumpy, they they felt good that they could always contact me, my communication with, with clients, you know, my um, being able to be, you know, on the ball with that when they're in need, that, that's kind of one of my top priorities as well, top skills. So, um, you know, the, the the interaction is my is my main thing and kind of getting it getting it there, so... Right. And that's probably what gives you energy too, right? Like you probably yes. get excited when you have to do the pre-listing consultation, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And, Absolutely. and when you have to do the strategy, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. And when you have to kind of like, okay, we're going to get the house ready. We're going to get staged. I know this. And here's what we're going to do. And, and the people, like that's your highest value use. But what you'll find is if your business grows too much and you get to five or ten listings a month, you won't be able to have that same time with every client, and then you're going to start feeling weird because your service standard has dropped. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that would so, make sense. Yeah, the quicker you can almost and, – and here's the – a lot of people when they're thinking about hiring assistants, you know, they think it's, oh, it's going to be a – salary. And it really Mm. isn't. That's what it might look like a year from now. But in the meantime, there's a lot of people where you can share an assistant for one day a week. And you're probably going to be paying $15 to $20 an hour. So Mm -hmm. you're really looking at maybe $160 or $200 a week um, to get eight hours of someone doing all that work that you don't like to do. Yeah. Okay. 
It's definitely doable. Even even, you know, at this stage if we you know, as as I, not if, as I keep up with, with the growth now, that's absolutely doable. Yeah. Because when all the admin stuff, and I, you're probably similar to me in a way, like if you don't enjoy doing it, you're probably not going to do it or you're mm-hmm. going to do it like just with the not with the same energy and zest that you do when you really like doing things, right? right. And right. so I always think we're kind of, whenever we're taking someone else's unique ability, um, we're kind of taking their job. And because I know a lot of um, assistants who just, they're like, here, give me the project, let me take it. And they get so excited about doing all the paperwork and making sure all the paperwork's ready and, and getting mm-hmm. it all set. And and we're like, oh my God, how can anyone like that job? But they <laughs> love it, right? Yes, and that's when true. you know you've got the right hire. So you could start with a day a week, you could start with two days a week, you could um, eventually get to like a full-time um, position. And there's like lots of courses you can take, like Recruit Select or those where you can figure out how to do it. But that's mm-hmm. where your freedom is going to become. Okay. And then the next thing that's going to happen as your volume keeps increasing is your buying time. You're mm-hmm. going to start wanting to reduce because working with buyers is highly unpredictable sometimes. Yes. Yes. Right. Very true. <laughs> it could be 10 hours. It could be 200 hours till someone finds yes. a house and you get paid the yes. same amount of money. Exactly. So the whole kind of perfect blueprint for you is here's what I do really, really well. And I love solving complex problems and dealing with my clients and following up. And basically, you're the shepherd of the transaction. And and Mm -hmm. that's what you mentioned earlier. That's where you create your raving fans and everyone loves you on that part. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, how do I backfill my operation now so that all of the system is – it just gets done whether I'm doing it or not. It's kind of Mm -hmm. – like if you look at McDonald's, their staff turnover is 400% a year. I don't know if you know that, but every McDonald's, oh they go through wow. four. Um, and But they know it's not people dependent. Their system is system and model dependent. And anyone, they're like, we know you're leaving, but we're going to train you on our system. And um, we hope it's as profitable for us being here as it is for you being here. But we know you're probably going to move on, right? So it's really your system is what's giving you the security and not the people. But you initially start with someone to build that system. And then if you've got the right hire who can, who's got what we call talent and capacity to grow, then that's the winning formula. And then when you actually get an assistant and a good assistant, I will guarantee you that's the first step to doubling your income. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely. Yes. Definitely something to build on. Yeah. Because most agents look at it as an expense, right, April, yes, as an assistant. True. But if you actually looked at it and you went, okay, if I have to pay someone 35000 but that could generate two hundred or 300000 a year in additional income, mm. where else could you get that return on investment? Right, right. Great way to think of that. That's, that's absolutely – because it's true. We do – all we do is, you know, pinch numbers <laughs> and think that's about right. that. So, yeah. That's right. Right. So what did you hear so far? What have you heard just for the people listening? Because we talk pretty quick. We go through things. So I always want to hear what you heard. 
What I heard, well, what I heard and took notes on here, writing quickly, <laughs> the slowing down the listing process, which absolutely makes sense. I mean, you know, it's, it's very easy on the buying side because it kind of all sort of gels into one thing after another. And there's a, pro, you know, that process kind of works. But the listing side of it, yeah, it's true. We, we get so caught up on, ah, I got a listing. Great. Let's go. And, and let's get it sold quickly. And we really don't sit down and slow down with that. So to get seven transactions or to have that potential for seven transactions from one listing is just, you know, phenomenal. And even just to have that that mindset going in with every listing and have that, you know, I tack things up on my wall. That's what I do. I've got a dry erase board full of pipeline leads and whatnot and, and things printed out on what to do. And, you know, to have that, you know, put in front of me will definitely and to, and to you know, check mark off on things and, and you know, to, to kind of do that per listing is just is just a wonderful way to kind of go into it. Now, I definitely am thinking already differently about my next listing and and, and the um the, the taking apart the every detail of the listings and and you know putting that asterisk beside what I love to do I mean that's brilliant I wouldn't have even <laughs> I wouldn't have even thought of that I don't really you don't focus on what you love to do because you're just doing it and you you are pumped with energy so to have yeah. that you know again in front of me is is great and yes you know growing <laughs> moving forward I mean I've toyed with the idea of an assistant or someone to help with the stuff that I can't stand and and ironically I started as a real estate admin so I, I definitely know what it what it takes and and you know I grew from there as well so um, I, I definitely you know it's, it's something to definitely work towards absolutely yeah. like another way to look at this is when you're in your unique ability of just of like actually listing properties and mm-hmm. counseling people and negotiating and removing conditions and firming up deals that yes. could be worth 200 to a thousand dollars an hour that's actually what that skill is worth in the marketplace right now Wow. Because most agents don't, a lot of them, especially because we have so many new people right now, they don't have those skills, right? Yes. But doing a feature sheet, um, entering stuff into a, your um, customer database, um, that might be worth $20 an hour. Wow. Showing a home might be worth $100 an hour or $50 an hour. Um, doing an open house, depending on how good you are. Like I know some people who their whole career is they is just getting leads from open houses. Then that to them is a two hundred to a thousand dollar an hour um, open house. So it's really not about working more to double your income. It's just if you were to look at a week and you're like, I'm going to work forty hours this week. How many more hours can I get at between two hundred and a thousand dollars an hour? And how many fewer hours can I spend in $15 hour activities and hire somebody to do it? Mm. Wow, great. Yes, definitely. It's kind of like the magic formula, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, because what most people do is they spend most of their most realtors in their week, maybe 30 or 40% of their week is just in like frustrating, irritating time because they're just doing stuff that they don't like <laughs> yes. to do, right? Absolutely. And maybe only 20% is their super unique ability. So it's just the transfer of that. And Mm -hmm. that's what we found to be the winning formula for. And if you look at where the real estate industry is going, is the single agent is dying off because their market share is being eroded, not only because there's a lot more agents and, you know, you lose good clients because someone's husband's just got their license or daughter's boyfriend or whatever, but Mm -hmm. Um, the expectation of the public right now is that it's speed. Like it's like if they text you and you don't reply in five or ten minutes, people are like offended, right? Yes. Yes. So, um, <laughs> so what you're seeing is more and more big teams are dominating real estate, and they're just taking their unfair share of the market because mm-hmm. a team is really a group of people in their unique ability all the time. Hmm. Good. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
So that's kind of like the winning formula. So does that give you an idea of kind of like, do you have a bit of a blueprint then on oh, just absolutely. what to follow? No, absolutely. I'm going to be uh, typing this all up, and it's going to be all around me. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'm well, one of those. I'm, I'm one of those. I'm one of those note takers, and got to print it out, make it look good, put it in front of my face so I can see it every day. But it helps. So that's no, it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited for you, and I think um, you're going to be well on your way to doubling your income next year because you just when you change your focus and you start looking. Okay, look at this is where I actually make my money and this is where I get my energy from. Because when you're doing something you love, you've got energy. And when you're doing yes. something you don't like, you just you have no energy, right? So you'll yeah. procrastinate on it. So yeah. um, I'm very excited for you. I think we've got a bit of a blueprint for you to um, operate on. And thank you so much for um, taking you. the time on this call. Thank you so much, Glenn. Thank you very much.